Well, it's that time of the year again. September is upon us. It is now September 3rd. While I'm recording this, you'll be listening to it at a later date and streaming. What's awesome about September, it's essentially the first day of Halloween, if you know what I mean. If you're like me, you decorate your yard beautifully. You don't leave any stone unturned. I always do my front lawn like a giant cemetery scene. I have things popping up out of the ground. I have tombstones everywhere. I have a um, makeshift Pennywise that I have popping up out of the storm drain. And this year I have a cool little posable mannequin that I'm going to put a yellow poncho raincoat on and have him holding a red balloon next to the storm drain in uh, honor of It, which the sequel comes out soon. It Chapter 2. Real creative or lazy writing there on the title, guys. But, of course... The book title being It, you really can't do much with it. Hopefully this one includes the Cosmic Turtle. So it's September. We've got ghost stories coming up. This is a very busy time for me. This past weekend, Labor Day weekend, I had an awesome event I was a part of called Bark in the Park, which is put on by the Humane Society and a couple of custom shops here in my area that do modifications to automobiles, classic cars, uh, current vehicles as well, paint jobs, bodywork, rims, tires, uh, exhaust modifications, cool air intake, whatever. And the Humane Society with uh, pet adoptions, dog adoptions, and people who own pets can bring their dogs to Bark in the Park. So I was there. I was the only author, thankfully. But I'm good friends with a few people on the Humane Society board as well as some of the custom shops in this area know me well and uh, I'm friends with. And they said, hey, why don't you set up a booth and sell some of your ghost books there? I'm sure they'll do well. This is also the same weekend as the biker rodeo that hits our fairgrounds. The wild bikers hit the area and take up all the room in our restaurants and bring millions and millions of dollars of revenue and sales tax into our community. So I'm there. I meet a lot of people I know already. I make a lot of new friends, make a lot of new fans. And a couple of bikers, a few bikers, in fact, came by my booth and bought some books, which I was very pleased with and impressed. Uh, Signed some autographs, posed for some pictures, and sold a lot of books. Uh, It was a great event. I actually made more at this event than I have at any of the last couple of events in this region during the Halloween season combined. So I will definitely be returning to Bark in the Park next year. It was a lot of fun, great food, great classic rock, and I had a great location where I get to set up my booth with my table and my canopy and just yuck it up with people. So what I love to do, meet people, talk to people, make friends, and uh, maybe just talk to people. I'm not really in it to make friends. If I make friends, then so be it, but I don't put myself out there for that. On this episode, I'll be telling some ghost stories, talking about spooky current events, because tis the season. I'll be on Loper and Randy in the morning again soon, in October. They always have me on a couple of times during the month of October to talk about spooky places in the Columbus, Central Ohio area. So go ahead and turn up the stereo, whatever listening device you have that you're listening to this podcast through, 
because it's going to be a hell of a ride and a lot of fun with today's episode. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Oh, sick. We're talking to Neil Parks. He just haunted us with his presence. And you brought us a present. You brought us Haunted Holidays just in time for the holidays. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, it's good to yeah. see you pull that real close to I you. I keep now. forgetting about the microphone thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just a little part of the job. A little hindrance there. So, uh, how you been? Oh, I've been terrific. A um, little overworked and underappreciated, but that's just life. So our son blew through your book, man. He, he was all about it. Oh, that's great to hear. I, yeah. I love entertaining kids in that avenue. What book was that? Uh, Haunted Enough. Enough. Okay, yeah. He loved that one. So this one is different. So how many books do you have? I have four. Sweet. And so this time, uh, Randy uh, had some specific questions for you. And, I do. Uh, namely, one of the places uh, here locally. All right, so have you heard of the Red Brick Tavern? A Red Brick Tavern, I have heard of that, yes. Uh, that was one that I was uh, looking into and researching just recently after we had our first show together. Uh, really interested in checking that one out. Okay, uh, so here is the cool part about it. It was built in 1836, so it is incredibly old. It was a tavern. It was a school. It was a private house. And now it is a restaurant. It is a restaurant that has seen six different presidents roll through that restaurant. And they have a steak. Their signature dish is a steak named after the six presidents that have visited. John Quincy Adams, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison... Uh, John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, and Warren G. Harding. Harding. Yeah, all of them have been there. Upstairs. Uh, imagine uh, ordering that. I mean, if you're I like a new waiter and you don't have the thing to write everything down, you got to remember the presidents in order. And then when you're with someone else, you'd be like, well, I'll take what he's having. Hopefully, you don't have to order all the presidents. Hopefully, it's just like, I'll take the six steak. Right? The <laughs> so six what presidents. Kind of, what kind of presidents is spelt in there? I'm sorry? Like, what kind of presence is oh. felt in the restaurant? Once again, the microphone thing. Uh, there's supposedly a female ghost in the upstairs area, from what I've uh, been told and from what I've gathered myself by Was reading like about patron? the um, I, I think uh, when it was the school, she used to work there. Okay, I see. So she committed suicide. That's the rumor. Yeah, it was over a lover. A lover, like, backstabbed her or something, a lover's quarrel. And so she committed suicide. And before she committed suicide, she embroidered, like, a little piece of art that said, Remember Me. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't left. And she's in the upstairs part of the restaurant. So if you go and order a steak, I want to go for the steak, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, man, there's a steak named after six presidents. It's it's 18 minutes from right here, but it's in uh, London, Ohio, mm-hmm. on Cumberland Street, Red Brick Tavern. I don't know if anyone listening has been there. But uh, they said that you can see her looking out of the upstairs windows, not the downstairs one, but the upstairs yes, windows. And people underneath the restaurant, like they're on the first floor, they hear the footsteps walking around above them. Mm -hmm. If no one's up there, like the cleaning staff, they know they've already cleaned the front, the top, I mean. They'll come down the finish and they hear them. And they say you can tell the difference between the footsteps because normally if it's a man, uh, a male figure, whether it be alive or um, metaphysical, 
you, you get a heavier sound, more of a thud, but you can tell a, fe- a delicate female step in comparison from what they've said. Like so gl- you, you she know glides. it's lightweight. <laughs> wow. And, I- and the suicide story is funny considering that, not that it's funny to commit suicide, but the... Um, what is the other one? The elevator, sort of the yes. same story. Uh, suicide, I mean, murder by um, uh, a lover's quarrel. And it allegedly happened in the winter, which is why footsteps keep showing up in the snow around the elevator itself. Not the elevator shaft, but the And this the is the short north right here. Yeah. The elevator brewery and draught house. And even if you go to you know their website, they talk about it. They said... Uh, Ghosts and spirits, they surround this historic building. I guess it was built in 1897 by the Bott family to house the Bott Brothers Billiards and Gentlemen's Saloon. And during this, they built a Philippine, a hand-split Philippine mahogany bar. And it was so beautiful that it won an 1893 World Columbian Exposition in Chicago. Well, I like a see war. This bar. Isn't that crazy? It's right yeah, here in the really short cool. north. This bar is supposed to be exquisite. And um, it's haunted. Haunted AF. All right. <laughs> there, there are snow prints, like you said, leaving the bar when it's a fresh snow. Mm-hmm. You said when it's a fresh snow. But how would you know unless it was closed? You know what I mean? You'd have to be there at the right time to be like, no one's been here or locked up in a few hours. And there are fresh prints. And they kind of go to nowhere at that point. They show up and it doesn't yeah. continue on. Oh, wow. So somebody uh, was texting in that I guess they're a hairdresser. And they were saying that the owner, the red brick, comes in to get their hair done. And they say that uh, he has seen the little girl. Oh, the red brick. Oh, yeah, yeah, the girl who... (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of scary. That is scary. Why are are kid ghosts scarier than what appears to be an adult ghost? I mean, that is a serious question for you. Psychologically, it would be more disturbing to see a child ghost because you think of them as being innocent and automatically passing on to uh, the next realm without any question. Like the two little shining girls. Yes, hand in hand. (laughs) Yeah, what is it? As you amp up the kids. Yeah, the more kids and the more they hold hands and wear the same thing, the more... Mm -hmm. Why is it that? I the feel, rosy. Yeah, I feel that fight or flight scenario happening. Yes. I'm like, man, I might have to fight two little girls. This is going to look <laughs> terrible if I'm wrong. And then there's the the whole legend uh, that started in Native American times. Yeah. With oh my god, I love your cup, by the way. Um, I think it says it has actually. Uh, it's like my coffee cup, and it says "Get in, loser," and it's a UFO. <laughs> it started in the Native American times where uh, black-eyed children would come up, and yes. they're not. Oh yeah, what is that? Representative about? of a human spirit. They're, they're a hostile entity, and they take the form of a child to gain your trust. And once they enter your domicile, they wreak havoc. Now, they don't, like, they don't possess you. They just scratch at you, or they'll knock things over. They'll show up in your mirror. They cause it to break. They it's like an urban legend. Yeah. yeah. Very, very much an urban wow. legend. But it, it stretches back hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not just something that popped up since the dawn of the Internet. So, yeah, like paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes. Yeah. Why do you have to be so damn scary? Oh, and they're always hitchhiking or panhandling? Oh, yeah, like a dark night. Well, you're they going come to your door. And Zero bro. kids should be out by themselves at that time. Yeah, yeah. like who's hitchhiking? Like, <laughs> not demon a lot child. Of people, man. Demon child. If you go back to the elevator, which is in the short north, um, the clock remains at ten o five, and no one, no one changes it. It just changed hands many times, but they keep the clock the same because that's when the clock stopped when the colonel died at ten o five inside that bar, and so it, it's an infamous 
clock that isn't that they don't change. That's pretty wild. Bold statement. He was stabbed outside the bar by an ex-lover. All right, we do have a lot of texts coming in. We're going to get to these. Uh, Neil is in the studio once again. Things that go bump in the night. Some things you can explain, some you cannot. And when you cannot, Neil perks (laughs) up and gets real excited, man. You you are an author of four books. You said right? Yeah, four books. That's right, yes. And uh, the latest book is called... Uh, the latest one is called Haunted Enough, with a question mark at the end, kind of a, a play on a title. Uh, the one I just handed to you today, I autographed as well as a special thank you. Um, it's Haunted Holidays, which I wrote in 2012, and it received a literary award in 2014. Right, dude. And uh, also has won um, accolades and uh, paranormal awards, uh, one of which was in New England. Uh, oh, wow. I, I got a nice little trophy for that. It's on the back of the book. Uh, when you see my picture, it's a major cheese oh, cheese yeah. image with the trophy. I see that cheese. <laughs> Cheesing it up. All right, cool. Well, uh, we do have some people that are texting in, Randy. Did, did you want to read some texts? Um, yeah. We, we had a guy, or I'm sorry, uh, I believe it's a guy, uh, that texted in and said that they were out, felt somebody following them, looked back, and it was a half-faced figure, and they got a picture of this said figure, Sitting in a car, like what? What kind of what kind of ghost is that, or so to speak? What what kind of paranormal activity would you experience with something like that? A half-faced figure. I I would like to know more about what this figure was wearing. Was it uh, the traditional black garb with a black tie, and it could be potentially a man in black, uh, or it could be like, some- like Will Smith. The man in black. <laughs> Got the man in black. Not the Hollywood version. No, the, this is the version in the early days of uh, UFOlogy when. Uh, the dawn of UFO sightings were popping up. People were talking about it, Roswell incident and so forth. They were talking about it and showing up in droves, and all of these men in government vehicles, normally black Lincoln town cars, would show up dressed in black suits, fedora hats, and they would be kind of odd-looking, almost like plastic skin, gray skin, pale, and they would intimidate the people who were uh, the ones claiming to have sighted these things and would um, tell them not to talk about it. They would pressure them. They would threaten them and then intimidate them and then just disappear as quickly as they showed up. Man, what do you want? Everybody think you're crazy? <laughs> Talking about men in the black and the dark? We have Sarah online, too. She said she has a haunting, uh, I want to say at Blockbuster, when she used to Uh-oh. work there. It's not now. Obviously, Wait a minute. shut down. Do you have That's a haunting at Blockbuster? Yes. Oh uh, there goodness. was a haunted blockbuster that I used to work at back in the uh, the early 2000s. You said it's Wilson and... Uh, Wilson and uh, West Broad Street. What if it's just a really good employee that's just waiting for like one movie to come back? And <laughs> they're just not going to leave until you get it back. What would happen? Well, um, well, back in the day, I mean, this would have been like in 2002, 2003, um... We would see faces in the uh, the plate glass window, and no matter how many times we would wash it inside or out, the face never disappeared. Uh, the uh, security walls that would tell when people were shoplifting, those would go off at random times when nobody else except for staff would be in the building. Um, there was one instance where I was back in the one of the back storerooms breaking down VHS boxes, which that tells you again how old it is. Um, that, Be kind to uh, I went back into the uh, the main part of the store, and then when I went back, uh, the boxes were strewn everywhere. Everything that I had just boxed up 
uh, had been completely oh tossed all over the room. See, I wouldn't even know if I had ghosts because I have so many kids. They mess <laughs> up everything, so I'm like... It's like we have ghosts anyway. Yeah. What is that Blockbuster now? Uh, it's a mattress store now. I wonder it's if they've experienced the it. Number one Euro shop. Wow. No. So two businesses took place in that now. Well, you know what um, was there before? Uh, when you worked there, do you have any idea what was there before it was a blockbuster? I have no idea what it was before it was a blockbuster. Uh, I mean, that strip mall's been there since I was a small child. So Okay, so it's in a strip mall. It's not a standalone. You know, yeah, it's, there's a little uh, strip building. It's right across the street from the, uh, the Kroger's and McDonald's over on uh, Saldano Boulevard. God, I'd love to know more about. I would too, right? Yeah, I'm like, let's go get the mattress shop. Let's get the schematics, layouts <laughs> yeah, of, of what the when, property was. Um, when the store actually closed down, I kind of went back to pay my respects, and the face was gone. Oh wow, hmm. that is yeah. crazy. I mean, we we had joked around and, and kind of given it a name. We named him uh, Phantom Dennis. What if it was like the ring and it followed a movie? So wherever this <laughs> movie, whoever bought the movie, it went with it. Ooh, that would have been trippy. Like the ring. <laughs> like an attachment to a returned video from yeah. someone else. Yeah, like yeah, it got caught in there. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. You guys have a great day. All right. Yeah, you too. Neil, now you're going to come back one more time, right, before the whole Halloween spectacular. So if people want to uh, get their crap, their questions ready, is it, uh, what, a the week after next. Uh, it'll be the 30th if you'll still have me. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think because we have so many weeks in October. It's like just yeah. when you think, hey, it's just two weeks until So many Halloween. more pay periods, yeah. I know. I know, it's just <laughs> raking in the cash in October. I just we, never want it to end. We should have like an event because every listener has a story. Like Rachel, I had something cold grab my foot every night for three weeks, only three weeks, around 2.30 in the morning. Well, I think we, Randy, have gotten to ask a lot of questions the last, this time and the first time that he was in. I think the next time we go full listener control, let them take over and ask whatever they want. They can call in, they can text in. But if you want to email, uh, get your emails in, loper at theblitz.com, and we'll pass them along when uh, Neil is here next. If they want to follow you on social media and, like, you know, buy your book and get on your website and kind of check out what you're doing and where you may be around town how do they find you oh well uh, you can get on to facebook and look up uh, neil parks uh, award-winning author you can also look up parks paranormal uh, that is the the team name that i work under because uh, uh, i'm such an egomaniac that's why i have parks in that as well <laughs> and i have a facebook page for each one of my books so th- those are the best ways to reach me and our son Jaden absolutely loved the book man i mean you know he uh, how haunted he just uh, he thought that was fantastic. So when we take this one home today, he's going to be pleasantly surprised, sir. I'm glad to hear that I brought some uh, Christmas joy to him early in the year. Yeah, man. He's spreading <laughs> the word around uh, the high school, so people at Jerome are going to know all about you, man. You're you be- need to meet up with half these listeners because you could write another book. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, these things coming in right now, I'm, I'm lucky I get to read all of them. Thank you. <laughs> it is cool. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. The history of ghost stories. 
Since ancient times, ghost stories, tales of spirits who returned from the dead to haunt the places they left behind, have figured prominently in the folklore of many cultures around the world. A rich subset of these tales involve historical figures ranging from queens and politicians to riders and gangsters, many of whom died early, violent, or mysterious deaths. Well, you may ask, what is a ghost? The concept of a ghost, also known as a specter, is based on the ancient idea that a person's spirit exists separately from his or her body and may continue to exist after that person dies. Because of this idea, many societies began to use funeral rituals as a way of ensuring that the dead person's spirit would not return to haunt the living. Did you know that the notorious mobster Al Capone has reportedly appeared to disrespectful visitors at his funeral plot in an Illinois cemetery? Spectral banjo music has supposedly been heard coming from inside Capone's old cell at Alcatraz, where he was one of the first inmates. Places that are haunted are usually believed to be associated with some occurrences or emotion in the ghost's past. They are often a former home or a place where he or she died. Aside from actual ghostly apparitions, traditional signs of hauntings range from strange noises, lights, odors, or breezes to the displacement of objects, bells that ring spontaneously, or musical instruments that seem to play on their own. Early ghost sightings in the 1st century AD, the great Roman author, statesman Pliny, the younger recorded one of the first notable ghost stories in his letters, which became famous for their vivid account of life during the heyday of the Roman Empire. Pliny reported that the specter of an old man with a long beard rattling chains was haunting his house in Athens. The Greek writer Lucian and Pliny's, Pliny's fellow Roman Platius also wrote mem memorable ghost stories. Centuries later, in A56 ED, the first poltergeist, a ghost that causes physical disturbances such as loud noises or objects falling or being thrown around, was reported at a farmhouse in Germany. The poltergeist tormented the family living there by throwing stones and starting fires, among other things. Paranormal. The word paranormal denotes experiences that are outside the norm and beyond scientific explanation. Even so, these events from supernatural phenomena to extrasensory perception to ghosts, aliens, and UFOs take on a life of their own in pop culture. That's where live science comes in. The reporters dig into the latest paranormal news to debunk and even explain the science of what's really causing these seemingly supernatural. Related topics to this, that being aliens, religion, life's little mysteries, so on and so forth. Live science is an excellent resource to go through. This first story is titled, You Should Have Gone Home. Val, Ty, Tiff, and Lynn are at a horror fest. They see many scary special effects, get autographs from famous horror directors, and watch sneak peeks for upcoming horror films. They are most interested in the six-foot porcelain jester on display. The four of them plan on stealing it. Ty says, what's the plan? Lynn said, we hide in the storage closet until everyone leaves. 
Tiffany speaks up. Then we grab the jester and leave before we're caught. Val responds. Then we leave it for hundreds for some horror geek on the internet. We can sell it. The four of them hide in the closet and wait to set their plan into action. Val says, damn, it's dark as hell in here. What time is it? Tiff says, it's 1030. The horror fest ends in an hour and a half. The news bulletin notified Tiff's phone. Lynn read it out loud. Lynn said, in today's news, we are here to report an escaped serial killer by the name of Ray Dublin. He is known as the Chameleon because of his multiple disguises and the ability to create masks that look like human faces. He is armed and dangerous. Ray is responsible for the past dozen murders within the last five years. We recommend you stay away from all strangers and head home immediately. Val responds, Bullshit. What's the chance that this chameleon guy is even here? Ty responded, I don't know, man. You heard the news report. He can look like anybody. Tiff said, I'm not so sure I want to be here anymore. Lynn said, Come on. The prison is 69 miles from here. Don't chicken out now. Tiff says, Okay, the fest is almost over. Let's wait until this place is empty and then steal the doll. Ty speaks up. Then we drive home at full speed, okay, guys? Ten minutes later. The horror fest is empty and everyone is gone. Ty looks out. Okay, the coast is clear. Lynn, Val, and Tiff step out. They are starting to put their plan into action. Val says, Okay, everyone, split up and look for that jester. If anyone finds it, call the rest of us. The four split into different directions in the area of the building. Ty sees the doll and a machete in its head. I never noticed that machete. It must be a prop. I'll sell it separately for more money. Ty turns away from it and calls to Val. Unbeknown to him, the jester let itself off the rack and it's creeping towards him. Val, I found it. It has a machete too. We could sell it in the prop for extra. Val is on the phone. Where are you? Ty responded, by the food court. Ty hangs up and he turns around. He notices that the jester is no longer on its rack. The jester walks up to him. Jester says to him, sell this for extra. Ty said, what the? The jester slashes Ty's throat. Ty falls lifeless. Ty is dragged away just as Val, Tiff, and Lynn arrive. Ty, where are you? That thief probably took the jester to sell it himself. Come on, stop playing, Ty. The three hear footsteps. They turn to see a figure wearing a bandana holding the jester. There you are. Guess I was wrong. The figure doesn't say anything. It just walks forward and throws the jester down. Tiff walks up and notices that there is red substance all over the neck. Blood? The mask is removed, and it's Ty's dead body. The figure rips off the bandana, revealing him as Ray Dublin. Ray says, You should have went home, kids. I'll give you till the count of ten to get going out of here. There won't be an eleven. On cue, Ray, Tiff, and Lynn run. Dublin, however, throws the machete. It hits Lynn in the head. Dublin says, I lied about the ten count. You're all gonna die. Tiff runs into the ticket booth and hides behind a stack of tickets. Dublin runs past. 
Val runs into a storage closet as he's painting a guy in a security guard's outfit. He walks in. Hey, man, the escape killer is here. Call the police, Val said. However, the guy turns around. It's Dublin with a mallet. Dublin says, don't worry. I'm going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the frick in. Dublin bludgeons, bludgeons Val with his mallet. Tiff runs looking for help. She runs into the storage closet only to find Val dead. Tiff calls the police and tells them what happened. Dublin grabs her and punches her to the ground. Time to die, bitch. Just as he raises the mallet, a bullet pierces his chest. A second one enters through his head. Dublin falls dead. Officer, it's okay, he's dead now. Tiff is admitted to the hospital. As for the others, she refused to tell what happened, and their bodies were never found. I'm seriously going to throw this out there. This is a theory and a concept that I've believed in for many years, decades even. Has anybody even else even dreamt about something and then later experienced it in real life? This is a concept called the deja vu theory. It actually has a title now. Believers in this theory claim that the human experience of deja vu can be explained by considering the unsettling feeling of having lived a moment before as a crossover with a parallel universe. This would mean that whatever you're doing while experiencing this deja vu, a parallel version of you is doing it in a different universe simultaneously, therefore creating an alignment between the two shared universes at the same time. Without even knowing it, your doppelganger is doing the exact same thing as you, and the streams of consciousness cross within one universe to another. It's deja vu, or is it really deja vu, or just a strange happenstance? Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for your undivided attention, and I'll see you soon. Keep watching the skies.